0: The next stop is Knickerbocker Avenue.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. It's Fortune 500.
2: Uh huh. I burn his production. That's right. And we're repping for the New York Knicks. Live from the Garden. The Knicks game startin', The blue and the orange. The best five startin', Regardless if it's close or a large margin. We hungry for a win. The fan base starving. Bound and astounded. Fishing and we swishing. We run the whole city. Ain't we from Patrick to Willis, Fraser to Strickland, with. the next generation we carry on tradition. This year year yeah. after year, season after season, yeah. arena full of fans yeah. screaming out defense, play, play off intensity. Got our hearts beating, the sneakers keep squeaking, hear the heart breathing Boom. Swishing through the net, yeah. the players take flight, flight, vibing with the vets, The coaches need a fight, head them with attack. The, the players about to fight, yeah. it's all about respect. Ain't taking any slight no. a piece of the apple. About to take a bite, <laughs> about to take a ride, up the new hype our oh, yeah, the future real bright right. Shining real bright like the New York City lights We rapping for the New York Knicks Let's go, we the New York Knicks
1: We rapping for the New York Knicks Let's go, we the New York Knicks,
2: the New York Knicks. Go, the New
1: York Knicks. It's the Nickelbacker Avenue Fan Forum On the blue Blue Show yeah, Nickelback Avenue fan forum NBA Finals, uh, Denver Nuggets, Miami Heat. We're gonna talk about it. How the two teams got to this point? Uh, a lot to discuss, especially what happened the last two games in the Eastern Conference Finals. Definitely would love the stakeholders' thoughts on that. Um, let's see. Uh, after the NBA Finals, uh, the all season basketball will resume. That will be every other Wednesday. Probably alternate between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. depending on what's going on, especially the NBA draft. So we're going to go to a 45-45 format, meaning 45 minutes first with the Knicks, of course, our squad, handled them, and then the rest of the 45 minutes, rest of the league. And that's kind of been the format with all the other leagues, uh, the teams that we do in the leagues and stuff, so on and so forth. Uh, real quick, uh, and we'll, we'll talk and talk some hoops. Um, I got to catch up on the baseball and I'm going to make that my duty, so I'll have a dugout podcast sometime Sunday or Monday, not just with the Yankees, but the rest of Major League Baseball. And um, the football. Oh, yeah, the football on Thursday. That will be tomorrow. Uh, actually, moving that up to 7.30 p.m., uh, one-hour episode right before the NBA Finals, you know, what we're going to discuss tonight. So some have some fun. Uh, let's talk some hoops and see what's going on. shout out to everybody. I uh, hope all is well uh, midweek And on, let's let's chop it up uh, Let's see, Dominic, Uh Say hello to the people How you doing, sir? Uh, thanks for joining in uh, Moving the episode up How's everything, sir? What's going on?
3: Good evening, Steven All's good, let's roll
1: Let's roll, man I look forward to having the conversation Because I really haven't kept up with all the uh, tweets And social media posts So I don't really don't know what your opinion is on um, what happened in the in, in the hoops, but let's see. Hold on, let's see. Who is calling eight zero five six? Who's this? Who's this? Eight zero five six. On once. That's Going bully. twice. That's bully. Bully. Oh, what's up, man? What's, yeah.
0: what's up, bully? How you doing, man? I'm good. Good. How about yourself?
1: Man, yeah, good man. Let's chop it up. Uh, we'll get the guys on. Uh, get Dom on. Let's see. Let's see who's this. Uh, six nine. I think this is Lou. Lou, what's up, man? How you doing? All right. Let's nice be on. All right. All right cool. Shout outs to Lou. Let's, let's just get a jump. Let's just get it jump right away, Dom. And we'll go to Bully and get Lou. So the NBA uh, Finals is here, Dom. It's no secret who I'm rooting for. i as a Nick fan, you know. I, there's no way we could have the Miami Heat win, man. But we gotta get to oh, it. And I really want your opinion, Dom, on how Denver got to this point and then how Miami got to this point. Because I think a lot of people wrote off Miami, and. Jalen Brown was a total disappointment. I know we get on R.J. Barrett on the show. but yeah. Jalen Brown was a stinker, uh, a pure stinker. Then when Tatum tweaked that ankle early in the first quarter, it was a rat, man, because Miami is who they're going to be, and that was frustrates me as a Knicks fan because they don't go away from what they do. They just interchange pieces like Voltron, like guys just fill in and just step right in, Dom. So if you could awesome. give us your thoughts on what happened with Denver and how they got to this point. Same thing with uh, Miami. And if you want to go on a rant on Tatum, because I know Tatum needs to get some criticism even with that sweet ankle. And I thought there was going to be some karma with that tipping by, uh, by Wyatt in the game six, one of the greatest tippings I've ever seen in the playoffs. Give us all your thoughts, man, everything from the Denver side of things and the Miami side. Then we'll go to Bully. Shout out to Bully for joining with us in then Lou.
3: The the, the Nuggets got here, Steve, because they was the best team in the West all year, almost from start to finish. So I'm not going to say they was a given, though they were. Even when they took the foot off the gas and had their little, you know, their little downward spiral, they still ended up the best. Here's here's the funny thing. Every team they beat, you would never know they beat them. This has got to be one of the most under the radar, best records in the conference team we've seen. And I don't know, are they boring to watch? I mean, we already had the Joker discussion. Should he, shouldn't he have been, whatever the case may be, probably still the best player in the NBA. Right now, best player still in the playoff, best player in the championship. It is what it is with Denver. Steve, you know, man, going back a couple of years, I used to tell you, how I always watch them when the Knick games went off, because I kind of like their style, good young team. Miami, mm-hmm. come on, guys. This this got to be the greatest case of smoking and mirrors. But <laughs> they got the job done, and I'm not going to get wind of Steve, but sooner or later we're going to have to have this conversation about Jason mm-hmm. Tatum, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I don't now care what you now. say. These guys, are going, going, in, guys are a right. go in, go in. The dynamic, in. they're a the dynamic duo, Steve. And you're down three nothing. I don't care about I the three the three game comeback. You was down three zip. You nothing. lost. Check this out again, Steve. We got a lot of people who want to talk. When's the last time you seen a team that was supposed to be that good and lost four games at home? You tell me when it's happened And I'll shut up I can't remember it Everybody was waiting for this big comeback You know why I didn't want to see them come back from 3-Zip Uh-uh I didn't want to see no Boston 3-Zip Come back shit for the rest of my life And I'm not even a Heat fan
4: But I think
3: right. I think it is what it is With Boston, Steve they're, they're good They can't close Batman and Robin, I don't know who their Alfred is But These guys have gotten this far quite a few times. What is it? Their Mm -hmm. fifth time in seven years they've gotten to the conference finals? One time to the finals. In the finals, Jason Tatum, the guy we should have this conversation about, had about 150 turnovers (laughs) in the playoffs last year, about 100 of them in the finals. People forget this shit. He had a bad showing. This year, twisted ankle. I don't want to hear the ankle. We had a guy that went down with his ankle. Everybody still rode his back. But if, if Tatum goes down with a with a bad ankle, and let's say Randall goes down with a bad ankle with the Knicks, I thought the Celtics were that much of a better team. Where, yeah. okay, he's on the court. He's not giving 100%. He's a little hurt. But this was supposed to be the team. This was the team of the Eastern Conference. And they got waxed, guys. I mean, again, they lost four games at home. That's impossible, but it happened. And let's let's just—I think a lot of people may not want to watch this finals because it may not be sexy. I think it's going to be pretty good. I, I haven't watched a lot of the playoffs I do. after the Knicks got bumped. Steve, I'm not a big giant NBA fan. I'm a Knicks fan. I peeked at some of the games. Didn't really—I never watched the whole game. I will say that I, I never watched the whole game. I would check my phone. If the game was closed at the end, I would turn it on. But now, I'm intrigued. I want Denver to win. I got Denver in five. So, let's see what our boy Bully got to say. I I know Denver's a good team.
1: um, Yeah, ask Bully something, man. As far as what his thoughts from Miami, Boston, uh, Denver, and how they just breeze through uh, the L.A. Lakers, Uh, feel free to ask him. And then we'll go to um – Get his thoughts, and then Blake can ask uh, Dom and, uh, and Lou something back, or me, either or. Have a conversation.
0: For me, man, with, with Denver, like, a lot of the attention has been on Joker, but he's been doing the same thing he's been doing all year. For me, you know, more so it comes down to Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr., because originally when they signed that contract, like, people forget. Michael Porter Jr., like a $180 million contract, so – he finally decided to wake up and step his game up, and he's like that versatile wing. If you look at what Golden State when they won, he's like their are Wiggins. They, he's a, a better, more posh mm-hmm. offensive player. And then you know if you if you go look at Boston man, with, with their one-two punch, to me it's no different than Dame Lillard, yeah. CJ McCollum. You know, it just yeah. they, they're gonna they're gonna produce. They're gonna give you production, and then you know. Tatum got hurt, and the people say no excuses, but it was clear he was hurt. But for me, like with Jalen Brown, a lot of Knicks fans, they want this guy. You know, he's an all-NBA caliber player. But at the same time, if you really watch him play, he has a lot of similarities to Julius Randle. He's better, but there's a lot of similarities there with him, how they play defense, um, their efficiency in the clutch. So it's a lot of similarities between him and Julius. That's what, me personally as a Knicks fan, I'm not willing to give up the farm for him. I want him. but I'm not willing to give up the farm for, you know, an a upgrade over Randall. but for me, and all the metrics back it up as well, then as far as Miami, Jesus, you have to give it to coaching, and when I say coaching, I'm not talking about Spostra. I'm talking about Missoula. Like, this guy had his team was launching threes, yeah. launching threes, and it reminded me, if you, if you go back a couple of years when Houston played the Rockets, and the Rockets shot like four or 40 from three, and they just kept putting them up, putting them up, and everybody says, Tony, what are you doing? Like, you got to stop the three. Like, get, get to the rack. So, for me, man, I was just a young coach, didn't have a lot of experience, you know, couldn't make the, the right adjustment. But at the same time, if you look at the way Miami played the defense with their zone, you know, a lot of people said that Miami defense is a 2-3 zone, and it, it really wasn't a full 2-3 zone. It was more like a 1-1-3, the they, they mm-hmm. bring a defender to the free throw line. Because everyone says mm-hmm. to break the zone, you get the ball in the middle. Well, Miami already has a defender there, and they have three guys on the back line, so they're not giving up the corner three. That's why you saw Marcus Smart getting a lot of elbow threes. It's not because that's what they wanted, but that's what the defense was giving them. And in Miami, that defense, They're good at making you play the way they want you to play. Right. I mean, they have Duncan Duncan Robinson out there. He's not getting exposed. Gabe Benson's a smaller defender. He hasn't got exposed. So, like Smosha said in the press conference, you know, you can't be a really good defensive team if your two top players don't play defense. And, and, you know, Jimmy, he's going to give what he got, and bam, he's
1: bam. Is Billy there? Did
0: he? I don't know if he disconnected. Gonna, yeah, or, yeah, oh gonna, no 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 oh, okay. no 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 no! I'm I'm still here. Um, quick like one minute with with the Lakers situation, Because you think someone was asking about uh, the Lakers in Denver. The Lakers are in trouble. The, the Lakers are in trouble. I mean, you have the aging LeBron, and the reports came out that LeBron was playing hurt. AD didn't step up after the first two games. You heard Lakers fans saying that AD was the best rim protector in basketball, which was – there's no factual basis behind behind that statement. And then we saw D'Angelo D'Lo turn into D'Lo. That's who he's been for <laughs> the of his career. And then yeah. the, the mistake that Darvin Ham made was when he benched D'Lo and then he put him right back in the front line the next game. And it's like, dude, come on, like, what are you doing? And it seemed like they were just kind of grasping at straws in the games they were competitive, but they were just outclassed. There's, there's no way around it. They were just outclassed.
1: Hey, but that's different, right on. You know, right.
0: Somebody got a question or something? But yeah,
1: do you, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, man. Do you have a question for Lou or like you know, on those two series or the two teams that are here for the finals starting Thursday?
0: Uh, what, what, what is Lou a Knicks fan or what? What, what, uh, I'm what a team, team fan. Is, I'm is your a team, fan. team, Lou? Okay, so one mm-hmm. so one thing I one thing I've been hearing, uh, maybe you can answer from me. A lot of Knicks fans say, "Well, you believe it or not, a lot of Knicks fans have been saying that they want Miami to win to prove that you don't have to have two supermax guys on the contract and the way they play. You know, they spread the ball. To me, that's that's an anomaly what Miami is doing. I don't think that's the way to to build a team right, right now in today's NBA." Do you agree, or how do you feel about
4: that? Well, I mean, it will it will prove that you don't that the best uh, team overall doesn't always win, and, you know, the underdogs, you know, no matter how the, how the other side begins, you can't find a way to pull it off. I'm not saying that's going to happen, because I've seen um, Denver play this year as well, and they just look, you know, uh, too good. But, um, you know, I, I think Miami is going to have their uh, work cut out for them. But I will give him credit for going this far because nobody expected him uh, to reach far from being the seventh seed. And we're on the brink of losing against the Bulls. But they have shown just how good, you know, this team has been throughout the playoffs despite the incredible odds stacked up against them.
0: Yeah, man, because if you look at Miami, the way they play with that Bam-Joker matchup, this is going to be like the first real matchup where Bam – yeah. actually has to come out to the three-point line on a consistent basis and guard someone. He got a break going mm-hmm. with Mitch and Hartenstein, mm-hmm. and then the series before that with Milwaukee, Giannis was banged up a little bit. Uh, Lopez didn't have a good shooting series. So this is going to be a test for bailing. Now you've got to come out to the three-point line, and we're going to see what he got.
1: Okay, Louie, go ahead and I'm fire good. away. Um, your thoughts on, on, on what Billy just said, and then anything you'd like to say uh, uh, on these, uh, the last two teams in, in the NBA Finals starting Thursday.
4: Well, well i like, okay. like I've said, um, you know, Miami has you know proven that you know that the underdogs uh, can can pull out against you know a high against the variable team such as the Nuggets. But I'm still thinking the Nuggets, you know, are going to have, you know, I shouldn't say easy time, but they should be able to, to pull this series out. I mean, they've been strong all year. I mean, version was unstoppable, and um, you know, you had you had the Joker, who um, I think he's going to I think he's going to stack up well against oh, Miami. The, the going to give it a good run, but I think they're just going to just going to come up short. Denver has not been the top uh, team all year for nothing. And you know it's been a long time for them, you know, to even get here, um, you know, to the uh, finals. And I think their time is finally due. It's due. All right. They've been around forever. Okay. Okay. Sure. You
0: know, to be to be honest, I don't know what the heck to make of this Miami team. Like a lot of people say, they're a good shooting team. Like throughout the year, they were a league average. 3 point shooting yeah. the team was nothing special. And then the playoffs came around. These guys, are, they're shooting much better. They're, they're not shooting lights out. At least against, against the Knicks, they weren't shooting lights out. They shot a little bit better um, against Boston. But what is it about this team that you think makes them so, like, outside of coaching, like, as far as the players? Like, yeah. what do you think it is with, with the players?
4: The players?
1: Yeah, he's asking you, Lou, as far as um, the Miami players, uh, what are you, what makes them different than, I guess you could say, the rest of the teams that were in the field or got eliminated. I'll answer that question we'll after put, you speak. We'll get somebody else on
4: Yeah. I mean, Miami's been, been, been you know, I don't know what happened, you know, in the playoffs. I mean, the regular season, they were kind of mediocre at best, but somehow uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, stepped up in the postseason uh, and has made that uh, team, you know, where they are now. So you gotta give it all on Jimmy Butler for putting in this bar.
1: Yeah. Let me fill in on that and then we'll bring somebody on else on and then get you know, go back to Don. I can't explain the bully. I don't I just can't explain it. Like I mean the the data is the data with Miami all year round. And then just let's not forget versus the Hawks. They look like really, really dead. And I remember Don came on about a month ago and said Miami is shot. And in theory, and by the data, they should have been shot. But it just just seems like they stick to what they do with the zone defensively. And they make sure, especially against the Knicks, they got the ball into the right shooters, in the right spots to where, you know, where the data shows where they shoot the best. Now, going back to the Milwaukee series, to me, it was more Jimmy Butler on some Kobe Bryant shit, just scoring at will. I mean, he had 50-plus point games in that series. And the FBC was, was just different. Like, they, they played the Knicks on a more of a grind out. They didn't even shoot well, like you said. And, um, you know, the Knicks side of things, it was pretty much Brunson and everybody else just crapped out. Boston, they just laid an egg. Um, and Don brought up who's the Alfred on Boston. is Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is not the greatest shooter. Um, he was the defensive player of the year last year. But when it came down to it, you know, outside of the Tatum ankle, Brown he really he crapped out. He totally crapped out. I I I would have had lost respect for Brown, but he took a hit. His his young career it was, we won't we won't call it young, but his career thus far as far as legacy that was that was kind of defining to this point. He's going to have to make up for that. I don't know if it's going to be with Boston or not, but. To me, bully. If you want to fill in, um, what are your thoughts? And then we'll bring on one eight seven six with us to have the conversation. You know,
0: for me, man, these guys has reached another level. It seems like in Miami, part of me, they just find a way to win. Because even if you look at the numbers, like they, they have mm-hmm. been playing great offensively, they, they have not been playing great. And in the regular season, they were actually playing better offensively. And if you look at the way they do their zone, and I'm just going to speak from a Knicks fan perspective, throughout the regular season, Miami played zone about 33% of the time. But when they went against the Knicks, they doubled their zone percentage. And it seems like now, like, their zone is like their core defense now. And when they try to go man, that's like an anomaly for them. But I think Spo just figured out, like, we're not going to shoot life up. We're not going to put up, you know, 120, 130. It's not happening. So they figured out defense is the way to go. And if you look at the way they do their defense, like a lot of people say they criticize, you know, the Knicks about job coverage. If you look at Miami, you look at most of these teams, they're doing a lot of yeah. job coverage because to said himself, they want to win the possession game. And the easiest way to win the possession game is to have your big, dude job coverage so you can secure the boards. Where the Knicks failed that. Our, our all NBA player didn't show up. He didn't show up defensively, you know, as a support right. up on the backside.
1: Again, right, right. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, let's hold on. Can you quickly chime into what we've been saying? And uh, before we bring on uh, the next uh, person to get into the conversation for the finals, if you have anything you want to add, Don? This is,
3: yeah, this is the biggest, like, like bully. They 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 weren't a good offensive team all year. I've brought this up a million times. That's why I mm-hmm. thought they were done. Thirtieth in scoring, twenty sixth in field goal percentage, twenty seventh in three point percentage, seventeenth in three pointers made, twenty seventh in rebounding, twenty fifth in assists. This is who they were. And you know what? Like right. one thing, Willie said right. Not to co- go back. But they're not going to score a lot of points. We we know this. They didn't score a lot of points against the Knicks. Not one game they played the Knicks did they hit their season average of 109 points, and they still beat the Knicks because they play defense, they play together. And I think in some strange way, because you look at their three-point percentage, was it a gift and a curse when Tyler Hero went down? Because now you got guys filling in that are, one, hungry. Yeah. They're, they're good. They just couldn't get no shine. But everybody they plugged and played – just came through. I mean, we could say what we want about this G League on draft picks. I've watched Khalid Martin, came in the league because he played for the Hornets oh, and he his the,
1: Hornets. the kid he was the, the kid
3: was pretty good. It ain't like he just went to Miami and became a superstar. He's doing superstar. Damn. Stuff.
1: Damn. But Damn, he was never ends, doing yes. that at the Hornets, let alone with his brother when they were in no, Nevada no, or NC no. State no. when he transferred. That's another thing. See, he, he he showed out. He, uh, He's probably going to get paid, huh? Like, he's showing it out. Like he's let's, let's just say pay this, and I'll, I'll go
3: after this, Steve.
1: This guy yeah. averaged
3: nine points a, a game.
1: He averaged right. 9.4 points
3: a game this year. He just showed up at the right time. I mean, we've seen this a million times in the NBA. Steve Azul comes out of nowhere. He, he's a 3 point night guy, and he's hitting 18 points a night. We've seen the movie before. But it's just the way they plug and play their pieces, guys. I'm going for Denver, but for the Heat. So I'm going to let that go from there. I can't. There's no way in hell being a Knicks fan. It, I can root for the Heat. And, but no, no, come on, man. We are all no. root
1: for the Nuggets. I mean, that's not a good question. <laughs> but it goes to back to what you said about Caleb Martin. And we talk about development. This is probably the best two development teams in the league facing off in the finals, Miami and Denver. I think these are the best two out of the development angle and like you said what Martin with his with his brother all those years in the Hornets how come was it Silas and Clifford how how could they not get the maximum that Spolster is getting out of Martin Martin has probably been the best player in the whole series that, that's just amazing how Spolster and I I was really kind of like ah he's kind of overrated with all those years he has Shaq and Wade and Bosch and LeBron and He's done a fucking fantastic job. That's crazy. Hold, on, let's get to somebody else. On, I just right, see one eight seven six. Oh, who's this? And uh, no, we're talking NBA finals, man. What's up? Who's this? One eight seven six. I ain't doing
2: it. it's real.
1: It's real? Oh, I can't say that again. Say that again.
2: Who's Hello. One eight seven six. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's Brown.
1: Oh, yeah, Rose, what's good, man? Got your boy, Bully, with us. Of course, Dom and Lou, man. You know, you hear the conversation with your yeah. your thoughts on how the hell we get to this point with uh, uh, Miami, I was about to say Boston, <laughs> Miami and Denver. This shit is crazy, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's just chop it up. And by the way, good conversation you guys had in your Twitter space uh, the other night. I chimed in. Uh, I love what you guys said, especially about, the you know, the thing with John Moran. And that's, that's a story for another day, man. But anyway, uh, your <laughs> thoughts, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Oh, up, my, oh, my bad. Run button. I was supposed to mute myself. My bad. I was supposed to meet myself. Go ahead. By oh, the way.
2: Oh no, you good. First of all, shout out to you guys, man. I, pr- I appreciate you come up here and kick away Everybody, shout out to Dominic, bullying everybody else up in here. Hey, man. I, listen, Miami Heat has pedigree, and that's something that which the New York Knicks had. You know, they got a sense of direction. You know who's the boss. You know who's the owner and you know who's the head coach. That's it. Three cooks, right? Yeah, it was the owner, right? Then you got leadership. And you got a, a, a coaching staff developed with their players. Now, I ain't root for them because I got Denver in six. But this is something that I don't think is a fluke when it comes to Miami because we're talking about, what, at least a four-year span where they've been, like, the top seed going deep in the playoffs. I know a lot of people that have high expectations because of their injuries, and they have a bunch of... Um, no-name players, all due respect, on a bench, but the no-name players are the ones that are keeping them involved in games, knocking down threes, and you know, they, it, it kind of reminds me of um, the Knicks when we was the HC knocking out the first seed back at the time when you had one star and a bunch of mm-hmm. uh, uh, workhorses, as you were saying. You know, so that's what I give Miami Heat that much respect, but at the end of the day, I'm not rooting for them in no finals. Um, I'm rooting for Denver because what I love about Denver. They drafted everybody on their team except for three players, maybe four tops, um, and everybody gels. Everybody really gets along, you know. Everybody, um, it's not about who's the star of the team and all that. And it starts with a star, who's humble. And it was something that was said today when I was watching NBA TV or ESPN, it was talking about how um, how the Joker, when he makes the pass, that brings him more joy when his teammates knock it down more than him scoring. When's the last time you heard a superstar like that, you know, or see a superstar like that? Maybe, maybe outside of Giannis, where, you know, he, he loves what his team do, what they do, you know. And it's something that you know, as a Knicks fan, the only thing you could do is uh, get jealous, have a little bit, be a little bit envious. But yeah. but you know, we just have a microwavable cult- culture, you know. I don't know, I would ever see in my lifetime where we just draft, 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 and it's this, this bill. And I think we can do that if the front office say, hey, Knicks fans, this is the plan that we're going. We're going to draft our players. We're going to build our players up. Our superstar comes available, cool, but this is what we're doing. And I think, honestly, even the ones that want to see a trip right away will respect it. The problem is we don't get told as fans what's going on, you know. How many front offices are going to tell you what's going on, though? Well, the Denver Nuggets did. I watched a lot of basketball. I watched a lot of interviews. I watched a lot. Of, well, I watch a lot of the interviews with, like different teams. And they, I remember when um when the Miami Heat right, they brought in Eric Schlosser. I mean, and I remember they had a a plan then. Then they got the D waves, and they got the you know LeBrons at a time. But even to the present day, um, it was a lot of times where you see Donald Haslam, um, other guys from um the management team from the Heat. Even Eric Schlosser talk about how he wants to build his guys up. They're not so quick on getting superstars, but, you know, they'd be naive. They even take a peek and take an interest. But this is the guys that we have. This is the team that we want to build. Now, I was going to other coasts of Denver. They've been saying the same thing. Man, that what was beautiful, because I think it was something that was said last night, and um, the face I held, real quick face I, I held last night, was, um, well, I thought this was so dope. Again, I was watching NBA TV. It was actually mm-hmm. the episode today, if I'm not mistaken. They was talking about how. Um, um, Murray got hurt. And I think it was the, the, the yeah. second time he got hurt, real bad.
4: And
2: mm-hmm. uh, Mike Malone was on a bus with him, and he said he was crying, and they both was crying. That's how close this mm-hmm. team is. They both was crying. It was just them two on the bus, and he said, "You guys gonna trade me?" And he looked at him like, "We're not gonna do that. We're gonna mm-hmm. stick with you. Okay, so for us to do that, and you see, they knew, they would on you sometimes you just see how that culture is, whereas you know, it was rumors. And then I like how the management said, no, we stick with our team, we stand in pack, we add in pieces. So you see other GMs talk. The problem is, and it's factual, you don't see New York New York management talk at all. Now, on in interviews like that, right. they did just cut a BS when they brought in Jalen Brunson, but they didn't bring in real media. So that's what I'm talking about. I like I watch a lot of this shit during the day where it's like, damn, can we just have a conversation? Yeah. Of course, you're not going to know all the plans, but you making statements like that. We stand in pack. We may sprinkle a piece of here too, but we stand with our players. We can all read be between the lines, you know, but we don't even get that. And yeah, you know,
0: You know what the plan is, though. We all know what the plan is. Was
2: oh, okay. is that for me? I mean, shit. I mean, the what? Knicks are
1: always just on some secret service but let, shit. But let, let's,
3: like, Steve. Hold Go up. ahead, Don. Steve, can I say something? Let. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. I hate to say this, but we're we're, we're really not talking about the Knicks. But if you want to talk about the Knicks and you want to talk about the pieces Denver has, well, that other regime the Knicks had actually made Denver who they are. We bypassed yeah. Michael Porter uh-huh. Jr. because everybody was afraid of his back. <laughs> right. You're right. right. They were afraid right. of his back. But we had Kevin Knox, who's on a milk, a milk carton right now, <laughs> never had a motor. So if, if uh-huh. you would have sat Michael Porter Jr. for a year, everybody says, oh, New York would have been upset. We weren't going nowhere. There are some players you could watch and say, damn it, he got it. Okay. You right. did that. You part of the part of the mellow, stay mellow crew was Murray was the next pick for the trade with Mellow. Joker, Joker, a second round pick. Yeah. Guys, you couldn't you they couldn't have scripted this. Serious. If, if well. we thought they if anybody thinks they scripted this they they hit pay dirt, don't get it twisted, but they hit pay dirt, kind of, sort of, because of the old mixed regimes, FUBAR. Again, you look at Michael Porter Jr., and every time I see him, he's like inches away from me being as pissed off as I was with Charles Smith. <laughs> because we let that go. We actually bypassed him because, oh my God, he got a bad bat. Where, where's 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 Kevin Knox now? Is he still in the NBA?
1: Hey Don, hey, I'm, I'm he here. here where you're,
2: in Portland, here. I think.
1: Portland, yeah. yeah, Portland. Portland. yeah. Hey Don, yeah. yeah. you know, We've had those conversations for years, man. You know, yes, you know, the Nick management Jeez. before <laughs> under the Phil Jackson. Era, oh. there was not, there was not a lot of confidence in the front office, and, you, and we're just talking about how quiet the Nick front office is now. Like it was even quiet then with those bad years. You, you know, get I, it. I get right. it with the injury. It looks good now because they, like I said, the Denver they had time to get guys. They had guys coming in and out of the lineup. Remember, we talked about it last week with Will Barton. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah you know, they had some players that they. Uh, that came through there. Now you added Bruce Brown. I want to get back to that, Dom, because I have a question for you. Because oh. they run a short rotation versus a yeah. deeper Miami <laughs> rotation. So hold oh, hold on. Hold
2: on. Can you say that again? I don't need to cut you mm-hmm. off. You, you said something that was credible that people on Twitter always cry about. Say that line one more time.
1: Yeah, Denver runs a short what, seven man rotation. Yeah, for the most part. Oh, okay. And, and Miami's yeah, okay. runs like more, more players. So I'm going to ask Dom because. Billy brought up denver in six, and six in which i am all in favor for don i want to go back to you how does denver get to denver and six because it's going to be 40 minutes plus for jokic murray and porter as long as they stay out of foul trouble right and you're probably going to see some um jeff green and uh what's his name bruce brown off the bench they're probably going to pick up yeah. another 20. so how does denver get to <laughs> denver and six i mean let's let's try to forecast this for people who are going to listen to the therapy and sports guys and us and all of us. How does Denver get to Denver in six? How's it
3: going to play? I got I got Denver. I got Denver in five. And again, here's, uh, okay, here's how do you the strange thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here, here, here's the strange thing about everything people talk about. Again, let's stop comparing the Knicks because people went batshit crazy when they said, "Oh, we're going to have an eight-nine man rotation." Denver runs a seven-man rotation. Seven men. Picture that. They run seven guys night after night after night, and they sweat <laughs> the Lakers. What did they do? Did they lose yeah. one game in this playoff? I think they might have lost one game, right, one or two games, on a seven-man rotation. But everybody contributes. You look at go back, guys, and this. I'm not going to go on a history tour, but, again, when you have a team like that, an yeah. a, a, a under-the-radar team, uh, we'll stay relevant, we'll uh, we'll do this, we'll do that. And two of their star players damn near missed two years. And now they're back to the championship. Seven-man rotation. The biggest well, thing, me, Denver, guys, this is why I got Denver with five guys. Aaron okay. Gordon is the difference. Denver was a pretty good team. Yeah, Gordon please. just brings something different be honest, guys, when he played for the, the Magic, who the hell thought he was this good of a defensive player? He was the slam no,
1: dunk guy. I want you to flow, Dom. I want you to, to flow. I'm gonna go back real quick, because this is a great point you're making, because look at how they got to this point where Aaron Gordon traded to the Magic. Oh. Like Gary Harris was in that trade. See, that was the other guy they developed. And they, they develop him and they ship him off and get something back, like Aaron Gordon to get him into this position. Two-time MVP with Jokic, and they was in the bubble with those battles with the Utah Jazz with Donovan Mitchell. Remember, they were in the bubble. They were going back and forth, and Murray had the ACL. How did they get to this point from, like, the last three years with all those injuries, like you said, and then trading players in, bringing in Bruce Brown for the Nets? Like, if you want to expound on that, Dom, because you watch a lot of different Nuggets, and we'll get the Lou and to get back to Bully and Rose on that.
3: Because nobody complained, Steve. Right. Nobody complained. They saw... At that time, that right after the the bubble, guys, the wheels started coming off Denver. Y'all might not have noticed, cause y'all and that's no knock. Like again, I I always talk to Steve. Steve knows. I watched a lot of Nugget games. They never worried about where they were going. They stood competitive. They stood. Hey, you know what, Rouse? You know what, Bully? Yeah. We're missing two of our best players. So if you expect us to win a championship, eh? Cool your jets. But they're going to come back, and their fan base and their team and their owner bought into that. But all that being said, when they came back, they came back with Aaron Gordon on the team. When they were healthy, they came back with Gordon. Steve, you know how much I like Will Barton. They got rid of him. What did they get? They get Brown. This is, it's, it's amazing how they do this. They stay under the radar because, one, nobody watches them. Let's just keep it real. Nobody's watching the Nuggets right. during the season. But they stood pat on what they were doing. They told Bully, Rells, Steve, patience, guys. Think about it. They missed two of their best players for almost two full seasons. And this is their first year together with Aaron Gordon. And they're going to the finals. You can't, you can't script that shit. But that was their script. Okay. If you watch them, you see what they did. I did. This was their script. Remember, guys, not to be the dead horse. They got Gordon while everybody was hurt. They had Will yeah, Barton. Yeah. They had Joker, yeah. and they had Gordon. They don't have Will Barton. They got Brown, and they got Murray and Porterback. Porter it's all about development this year. And they just, again, guys, if everybody says you can't do that in New York, as New York fans, we ain't done shit in twenty yeah. years. You would think we'd have more patience. I'm not going to make this a new <laughs> subject. But you would think we'd have patience. You know, damn, give us a little. But Denver, they, they bought in, guys. They simply bought in to what ownership, what the coach. Hey, let me tell you, listen, the last thing I'm going to say, don't get it twisted. Malone is one of the best coaches in the NBA. He's one of them rah-rah, your fat, in in-your-face, yell-at-you, cursing-you yeah. type coach. People think that's old school. He don't care. The players we don't care. That. He's getting my attention. I must be doing something wrong. Boom! They all bought into the same shit, people. And guess what? Again, they're going to the finals. So, God bless them. I wish them luck. I got them in five. The the, the Cinderella slipper got to come off Miami sooner or later. And I I just mm-hmm. simply think this is it. Other than my hate for Miami. I just think Denver is such a far better team. Denver would have beat Boston. Denver's destined to win this championship, guys. So no matter who was in their way, they was going to take it, in my opinion, of course. But that's it, Steve. I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. No I doubt. Um, you. Let's, uh, let's, uh, Lou, you have any else to add? And then we go go back the, uh, to Boolean and Rose and get the, then go around for a little bit I, I,
4: I do think this is Denver's serious to win. You know, Joker's going to stay on his game. Miami's going to need help from all, all five of the starting players to, you know, even come close to getting uh, George. And how uh, do you really see it happening? George is just too strong and can, carry, and can really carry the Nuggets uh, to, the, uh, yeah. to the championship. Yeah.
1: Um, I want to go back to Bull and get his thoughts on what Rell said as far as Nuggets and Six. So how do you think that did they get to that in Six? Like How do the games are going to play out? If Miami gets one or two, how do they win? Is it because Denver was in foul trouble? Is it because somebody from the Heat was on fire that night or by committee? Uh, What's your thoughts, Billy, as far as how how this is going to play out starting on Thursday? Well, for me, like the X factor for
0: Denver is is Michael Porter Jr. Like, I I think, I don't know for a fact, of course, but I think he's going to be the one in crunch time, messing up on Jimmy. And Jimmy's going to have a big body on him, something that's bigger than him that's going to be able to dig in on defense. Because if you look at what the last two series, who do you have guarding him? He had Marcus Smart, which is a smaller guy. He had Tatum, soft, Brown, soft. So this is going to be Jimmy's first test to go against like a big body. So that's going to be able to guard up on him on defense. And if you look at the way Denver plays and you look at the way Miami plays, they they literally play into each other's hands. So, like, Denver, they don't have to do anything special. They don't have to do anything different. OSHA so, is going to have to adjust before game one. Like, you're not going to go in there playing the same way because you're dealing with the beast at, at center. You got someone that's going to bring the ball up that they're doing drop screens for. They're doing pin downs for. So, Bam is going to be in a lot of foul trouble trying to chase around Joker. So, for me, it's the, the foul trouble on Bam and it's Michael Porter Jr. guarding Jimmy Butler. All right. All
1: right. Now, do you have anything you want to ask your boy Rels as far as the series, anything that we have not brought
0: up uh, as far as uh, the NBA Finals? Rels is my brother, man. I'm not asking that guy anything. He will not know what he's talking about. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Yo, he, know, yo, he, he doubled down on it. You know, he, he was riding with Denver. And then he doubled down on it, you know, once they won. But what I do wonder from you, Rose, though, is I wasn't willing to place that bet. At least, you know, in the conference finals, they should beat the Lakers. But before that, I'll be honest, Denver really wasn't on my radar. What did you see from them that made you, you know, double down on on
2: Denver? Love and appreciate you, bro. Great question. Um, B can tell you, I've been high on Denver all year long. That's kind of been, like, my favorite team the past in the West Side the past couple of years because um, I, I love um Murray. Murray's like my guy. And I wasn't – I'm not saying that sold on Jokic. I said he's going to be a good center. I said he's going to be a good piece, you know, maybe like a bonus. And that's, I kind of left him off because I was so worried about – I was so in tune with Murray because I'm like, damn, if the Knicks had like mm-hmm. a six-point six guard, we'd be ODing. And then I stopped paying attention to the team. So I'm like, okay, the players playing together, all right. And I say, you know what? Then I start seeing how um, Mike Conley came over. Well, not Conley. Um, I forgot the point guard that they had, and they were bringing everybody together. And it was kind of like the point guard that came off the bench. And I started paying attention to what management was doing. I'm like, oh, they – and then mm-hmm. i go to the draft. I go. Besides maybe this year, because I'm not going this year, I've been to the draft throughout the like, past seven years with my son. And I'm like, I'm paying attention to who they drafting, and I'm like, oh, they building a team team. This is not going to be no big three. They understand that they might not get a, quote, unquote, big three in their time, so let's build for one thing. You know, so I'm like, and that's what intrigued me. And after Murray got hurt, I said, damn, I hope they don't trade him because you're not, if you just stick with him, you're not going to get enough value value back. And then when they stuck with him, and like I said, management talks. They do the um, – after the season um, finish up, they have the conversations. And then they talk about the team and what they're going to go um, – pretty much going to do in the offseason. we are going to look at different stuff. Then they have the scouting department. So I'm like – it was just more of a, um admiration of the type of team they have over there. And I, it, it was like, damn, if you guys could just do this shit over here, it would be all right. But um, what made me really put the big money bet on them Somebody I work was talking shit to me. I said, I got $200. <laughs> this is my first round. I got $200 on Denver. They're like, what? Then people got on the bet individually. $20 here, $20 here. Then my my friend, second round, I said, yo, I said I got 400 on them. They're like, yo, everybody jumped up and down my house. They're like, you wildin'. And, you know, I've been sober for a couple months. So I'm like, I'm dead ass serious. I got 400 on Denver. Yeah. Everybody took me on a bet. You know what I'm saying? With the Lakers. I want my money, and then I'm doubling down. I'm like, yo, we're going to go $1,200. They they went in the whole final. And that's
0: hey, another Yo, what Let me be, tell that's you, yo. Like, huh? Yo, I'm going to be real. Like, well, when they gave Michael Porter that contract, I thought they were crazy. When they acquired Gordon, I'm like, he's not a winning player. Why are you going to send a pair him the Joker? And then Murray, like, I was oh, 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 oh.
2: out on them. Oh, 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 let me let me take it back on that. Let me take yeah. it back on that. So um, a lot of people thought that, you know, and and rightly so, because Orlando tried to make him that superstar, especially when he won a dunk contest and then when he got robbed or whatever. They, wanted, they was featuring him, right? And I'm like, yo, I understand that he's a high flyer, but he's more of a number two. He's not your guy. But Orlando had to do something because what happened? Nobody's going to Orlando that's a star. You know what I'm saying? So when Denver got up, I'm like, this is perfect because you got big man who pretty much your point guard when Murray was out, and he's holding everything down. He needs somebody else athletic. He needs somebody else going to play defense. And just like Dom said, we never, we, none of us knew that this right. guy could play defense like this, but that's what you call a player buy-in. is what you call a player finding his home. But yeah, you could be a man in Orlando, but did he feel at home? It's a difference what we see as fans, like, oh, they got the money, they got the TV, TV time, oh, they happy. Sometimes you can have all that and not be happy. When, he, when he's on that team, he plays with joy, he's, he's happy, playing. he's at home. So I knew that shit was going to work. Then Murray coming back, and you put like a couple pieces here and there around him, come on. You got two athletic guys that's going to play defense right? That's quote-unquote your wing, guys. And then everybody, look what what everybody's doing right now. Everybody's passing yeah. the ball. It's beautiful basketball, man. It's not just Golden State no more. Everybody's passing mm-hmm. the ball. Everybody's getting involved.
1: You, you know, I, I got to add because even this year's team, which did well, I thought the team was it, how many, what was it, 2023? So five years ago or four years ago, right before COVID, that team when they had Gary Harris like right? okay it was Jamal yeah. Murray Gary Harris who they got for Aaron Gordon they turned Gary Harris uh junior from Michigan State into Aaron Gordon well Barton was on that team they had Middle League Beasley who Middle League Beasley was coming off the bench when he came out of Florida State he he was he was doing well um they had Tory Craig who was on, who's on Phoenix now they had a lot of good you know they had a bigger rotation Tory Craig is nice Yeah, yeah, and Jokic was probably in his third year at that point, second or third year, and they had Trey Lyles, who's currently on the Kings. Mason Plumlee, you know, he's a good backup center. You know, it gives you a lot of rebounds. Can't really shoot where's it (laughs) then. Oh, yeah, oh, Dom, your boy, uh, Millsap, remember all those years he was with the Hawks. He had had went and signed with Denver. I thought that team or that version was better than this, and I thought that team should have been more annoyed, so I'm I'm still kind of – Flabbergasted on what happened with that roster versus but this it, roster, which is a shorter rotation. is crazy, right?
3: That that's the key. That's the key, Steve. Sometimes you got too many cooks in the kitchen.
1: So when you single
3: out a few cooks, okay, you're the chef. You're the sous chef. You're. It the just people don't realize most teams have short rotations. It only became uh-huh. a thing when the Knicks did it. Most teams don't run 10, 12, 13-man rotations. They run 7, 8, 9-man rotations. It only became a thing when Thibodeau did it. Let's be real, people. You remember me saying, damn, I thought, all that stuff you said, Yeah, but I thought, oh, man, they gave up Will Barton. Remember, Steve, Will Barton held that team together when Murray got hurt. Right, oh right. damn, right. they're going to give up him? Oh, shit. Shit. That's what I was thinking about. That's what I was thinking uh, about. Uh, Bar- the other
1: guy, too, uh, uh, Monté Morris, by the way. Monté Morris is with Washington. Yeah, Bar- they,
3: they, they, they had a great – it was like they came up with a pickup team. And, again, this was the key, guys. They held everything together. And then when their two right. players came back, they turned this guy into that guy. And you watch. It ain't going to be Michael Porter Jr. checking Jimmy Butler be Aaron Gordon checking Jimmy Butler. They're around the same size. Yeah. Gordon may be a little stronger, but he's their defensive player. Michael Porter Jr., believe it or not, guys, the way he shoots and his fluid that dude is six ten. That yeah, dude yeah. ain't six foot six. He's six ten with a hell of a wingspan and a hell of a jump shot. I think the back thing sort of alleviated some of his going to the basket. Because if y'all remember, I know me and Steve, you know, when this dude, this dude had all of it. He had the full package, go to the hoop, jump, jam in your face, shoot a three, shoot a step back. He had all of this. But I think Let's the back David LeBron thing. let LeBron at one point. Yeah, I think the back thing kind of sort of set him back a little bit from going to the basket strong. But because he don't do that, he must have really locked in on his shooting. The kid is six ten, people. I mean, don't think this guy's six foot wing. He's six foot ten, and that I think, without getting, with it, that's probably going to be what hurts Miami the most—the size. They don't have no size. That that six foot nine starting center. Sooner or later, the chickens come home to roost. You can't keep doing that. You're going up against probably one of the best centers we've seen in. Wow, quite some time, and you're going in there with a small lineup. Now, granted, they'll be smaller, more athletic, but that's another thing, guys. Denver, they may not be small, but they're highly athletic. All of their players are athletic. Even Joker, as goofy and as slow as he looks, what's his name said today, Brown? He makes people play at his pace. And when yeah. you can do that, and you can get into the other team's head like that, you already have the upper hand. You know this joker don't change for you. He's going to still do what he does, that slow, methodical, and then boom, quick pass, boom, three-point shot, boom, backs you down. He don't change. He just does everything methodical, looks slow, but he don't play to your beat. you got to dance to his, and so far nobody's been lucky. All
1: right. Uh, Rose, you got any quick thoughts uh, on this, and then we'll wrap up and get final thoughts. It looks like Bully and Lou dropped off, but any, anything else you'd like to add, Adrales? We'll, we we'll go to final thoughts with this.
2: Oh, oh no, um, Dom said it perfect. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you know, you know, you know what is beautiful, guys, It's the simple fact that the we I think we're missing a big part, management. Just like all the players that Dom was talking about, uh, who they plugged in at the time to get them to a certain um certain um landing spot until they. They get other guys or guys got healthy. The people they brought in was, how can I say, I'd say gentlemen. They put gentlemen pieces around these star players so people could get healthy. They they believed in Michael Porter. They believed in Murray. And when you have that belief, it's that we're not going to trade you, we with you, we, we don't care how long it's going to take, we with you. You know, and I used to play ball. You know that belief, not only are you hitting up from your coach, when you have your coach's boss, that like we believe you're not going nowhere, just do your, your, your treatment, you're going to give them your all, man. You're going to give them your all because that's not – it's rare, mm-hmm. honestly, especially in basketball.
1: Right, right. Yeah, shout-outs to that on that. Uh, Don, let's get final thoughts from you and Rels. Uh, Dom, I have a question if you could include in your final thoughts, and also on the Knicks side, if you want to talk about what happened with uh, Scott Perry and the Knicks uh, parting ways, if you don't have any two cents on that. But, Dom, my question, including your final thoughts, who has the uh, coaching advantage? Is it uh, Malone on the Denver side, or is it Spolster on the Miami side? And then your final thoughts.
3: Wow. Wow. I I don't want to take the weak, the weak way but I might have to go push. These are two of the best coaches in the league. Not just two of the best coaches; oh, okay. if they're in the championship. They're two of the best coaches in, in the NBA. I'd have to. I probably this time have to give it to Malone, because he's been working with the same pieces. Miami, they've been plugging and playing, hitting pay dirt with this and that. I, I'd have to go with Malone right now. Plus, I like his tough approach. He's a he's a no nonsense guy, man. He's in your face. He ain't afraid to cuss. He don't seem calm. He he'll get in his players' asses and they love it. So I I'll give the edge to him and I'll give the edge to him because of this playoff run they've had. I'm if I'm not mistaken, Steve, I think they've only lost one game. Mm. I think. They may have lost two, I don't know. But my final thoughts, Denver and Five. Sooner or later, the better team wins. I think I think Miami has Probably played a little over their head the whole season, this whole this whole playoff series. I will say, but here's the here's the tricky thing, guys. Miami only had Miami only had three less wins than the Knicks. It ain't it ain't like they came into this shit you know five games under 500. They had three less wins than the Knicks. Now their path has been one hell of a path. Who they beat? Milwaukee, the Knicks, Boston. So. I wouldn't be mad if somebody said Miami's going to win, seeing what they went through. They definitely had the harder path. But on that note, I still got Denver and five. I think it's their turn, guys. And to think, they win the championship, and I can't do the years in my head. But remember, people, they was in the last ABA championship when they lost to the New York Mets. So their, their time might be now, guys. That's all. I like them. They're a good team. They play together. And I hope they pull it out. So on that note, Steve, you know I love you, brother. Let's keep up the good work.
1: And, and Dom, oh, and how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers' uh, full practice this weekend, yeah or nay, man? Because I know as you was a you're a Jet guy, so I got to get a Jet uh, take on that. <laughs> I <laughs> I
3: say I say, uh I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not that guy, Steve. I'm that guy that you know what? You came here, you opened Pandora's box. When it's time to play, your ass better show up, point blank, period. Because the, the Jets do have a pretty good team, Steve. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Jet fan. They have a pretty good team. Their quarterback let them down. You came oh, yeah. to the big lights. You wanted the big dance. Let, let's dance, Aaron. Let's, I never liked him, Steve. But now he's a Jet, so <laughs> it's time to dance, Aaron. That's all.
1: I, I think the Jets have a very good team. We'll talk about that tomorrow, uh, right before the finals. And also, Dom, tell your Yankees to save some runs on the rest of the road trip, man. Oh. I mean, I'm not staying up for these oh. games, but come on, man. Save some of these yeah. runs. And good, good riddance to Aaron Hicks is gone. Jesus, that was a, that's a parade in itself. Shit. So we'll talk about <laughs> We'll definitely talk about that. And, and Real, let's get your final thoughts. And thank you for, once again to you and Bully Therapy and Sports. I've been loving uh, checking in on the Twitter spaces, listening in while, you know, Dom, you know, oh, Dom, Night Agent. If you haven't watched Night Agent, man,
2: I loved it. Oh, that you know, is you know You know how that, man, I was on that, I was high on that show before it came out. Dom, got to watch it. Got to watch it.
3: Night Agent.
1: Yeah, Dom.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, on that we haven't
3: done this in a minute. They got they got it's some good speed, ones Donald. on Apple, Steve. They got some all good ones on Apple,
1: Steve. Steve. Okay, okay. I'll hit you up. With all it. right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Hit, hit. But it. let me put say on one tweet, thing, man. And Rels put, hey, put it in the tweet too. Go Steve. ahead,
3: Don. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Let me say one thing before Rels gets on, Steve. He's not a part of the All Blue contract. That brother's an Eagles fan. <laughs> That's right. You know, fly, fly, you know, fly. It happens. It happens.
1: It happens. You know. I, mean, you know, I, I like,
2: I like, I, I like knowledgeable a fans. I'm like, rooting for the Jets. This knowledgeable fan in every jet. fan
3: base. Ah, Dude, yeah, yeah. You gotta awesome. love him, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad him and Bully chimed in, man. We need this. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, got
1: it, Rose. I'm sorry. Yeah, Rose. Yeah, you got from Rose. And um, you know, I'm oh, shoot. I hope the Eagles come back down to earth, man. I'm tired, don't this
2: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fly, you fly. No, um, pretty much everything Dom said. So, like, I'm, I'm gonna give it to Mike Malone. Eric Foster is not to sneeze at. I know you're gonna have them boys, um, uh, ready to, um, to play gritty. But it's just, I, it's just Mike Malone's time. Um, he's up and coming. I'm loving seeing coaches like this. Um, it's funny how everybody wants the young coach and the Johnny Bryan's. But what do you see right now? The rah-rah coaches yeah. that's in the finals consistently. Okay, uh, I can't remember the last young coach that made it to the finals. So, you know, I, I'm loving seeing what these both these coaches bring, bring some grit. I just think it's Denver's time. And if Denver don't take this series, I'll be shocked. But I really believe in the coaches. I just believe in the, the whole damn organization, you know. And um, to pivot real quick, my final thoughts on Scott Perry leaving. I want to see yeah, what management oh, yeah. do now. Is this proven scene? Because I know what we was promised. That's the only time they open their mouth. Where we're going to bring some stars here, and that's yet to be seen. Um, don't don't tell me you bring Jalen Brunson because that's a family affair, you know. So um, I want to see what they do. And, and until then, we just got to keep getting on our knees and pray to the almighty God that we can see at least the Eastern Conference Finals before I say goodbye to this earth.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: shout-outs to,
1: to uh, Rels and shout-outs to Bully uh, Therapy and Sports uh therapy sports on twitter and their twitter spaces therapy in sports at therapy the letter in sports on twitter uh shout out to uh, uh a bully i95 bully and shout out to king underscore easy uh therapy sports and donardo dp shout outs to lou um we'll be back next uh wednesday uh to pick up on the uh nba finals and where we are um, I mean, I'm just looking forward to good basketball. I mean, Dom, you make a good point. You know, I kind of was, you know, I hate the Miami Heat more than the Boston Celtics, and I understand why you say it, because you're from a little bit of a different generation, and that generation hated Boston more, and I get that. But I come from the millennial version of the, the Nick fan, and we hate the Miami Heat more. <laughs> I, I would not have mine. I I, kinda, I was back and forth, if you know, watching Miami crumble 3 nothing because I'm tired of this heat culture shit. Uh, on social media and with fans and shit like that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's actually good that it went like, like it went out like this. Boston gets out of the way, watch Miami lose in the finals and I think that's okay. We could we could live with the Nuggets winning the championship. Uh check out the uh episode with the hockey with uh at the C Notes and, and Ice Guy Blander on the hockey. Uh previous episode on the Stanley Cup finals. Uh we got the football tomorrow with the camp stuff, right before the NBA finals. We'll pick up on the baseball later this weekend. Shout out to Rel, shout out to Dom, and um, there was one more point I wanted to say. What was it? Oh yeah, Dom, the Twitter, Rel, yeah, hit me up with the tweets, in, in the next space is definitely sh- uh, definitely get a okay. retweet with those guys and Sendin shout them
2: out. About the, as baseball, so well. didn't leave my baseball because I'm a Yankee fan and I'm excited right now. They they kind of got me back to believing um, because I was scared this year. I was scared. I um,
1: let me see. I'm gonna definitely catch up on the baseball. I've been a little bit out of the loop. The Yankees started off good, winning series, then they got behind because Baltimore's playing well. Baltimore was doomed because they play yeah. hard, man. They, they've been playing hard the last five seasons. Tampa Bay in the, in the AO East is such an underrated team in sports. They played the baseball the right way. They, hit and run, the good, good, very good pitching. Everything's in the AL East. Right. The Central ain't got shit. The West ain't really got shit outside of, you know, Otani's the best player ever in baseball. He's the best player ever. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. Hands
1: down. But uh, I'm going to catch up on the National League and see what was going on with the Braves and, and um the Brewers. Oh, Odama and Russ, this is what I wanted to say uh, on MLB. This is where baseball really sucks. They got to do that MLB strike zone every night. Why do they only do that shit Wednesday and Fridays? It's their version of the NFL Red Zone. Oh, they should be doing it every oh, night. Why God, only on Steve. Wednesdays
2: and Fridays? Why only Wednesdays oh, and Fridays? I don't know why time. they do that. Oh, my God. But you know what, Steve? And in in some ways,
3: other than red zone, nobody else does that. Granted, baseball plays a hell of a lot more games, but you you never see that with the NBA, uh, a version of red zone in the NBA. So me as a baseball fan, Steve, I love it. But I'm going to give you all a good secret, man. If you have Apple TV, if you don't, I suggest you subscribe. But every morning, Steve, Apple TV has like a throwback. Y'all remember this week in baseball? Y'all might be too. Y'all too young for that.
1: Is that with Bob Costas? Who's, who's that? Who's that with? Is that Bob. with Costas?
3: Yeah, he started it. But
1: Apple okay. has yeah. that
3: version. But every day, every morning, they have a new episode. Guys, you see so many highlights. It's almost like you see seeing the whole damn game. Just if you have Apple TV. Check it out. Every morning they have a, a the day before like recap. So you know what, Steve? Mm. I'm I'm happy for it, man. I get two days a week. I get the Octa Box. I get. I'm a baseball guy, Steve. You know that. So mm. I enjoy mm. every. Like, I wish they would, like you, Steve, do it a little more often. But again, other than them in the NFL, nobody's doing that shit. NHL ain't doing it. NBA ain't doing it.
1: So yeah, MLB. I don't you know, see, huh? Two nights,
3: I'm happy. I'm happy. I can't be it, 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 if happy. i could put,
1: If I could put a, a special request to the uh, therapy and sports guys, if you guys could do a space on that, and I could chime in, because that's something I would cover on, 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 on Azul Unfilter or a Blues Day. They U-caf don't talk on this baseball. Platform, but... They don't <laughs>
3: talk baseball, Steve. They don't talk baseball, man. Nobody hey, Dom, talks one more baseball thing. no more.
1: One, more. one more shameless plug, because since the Nick season is over, and we'll wrap it up after this.
4: <laughs> that Orange
1: and the Blues on Amazon Prime video with Nick oh. and Ave um, and uh, Mad Hatter, is going to hit different now that the Knicks is out. Because I watched it when they were, you know, the season was in play. Now it really is just sinking. So shout outs to Nick Ave and yeah. Mad Hatter on uh, Mad Hatter. Orange and the Blues, uh, the documentary on Amazon Prime video. I'll go watch it sometime this weekend. So it's going to hit different now that the Knicks are out. Right? So you ain't watching. Steve. No, I I seen it before. I seen it during when we were in season when the season was going. But oh, now okay. that the Knicks out, now I want to read because that's that's what the that's what, pretty much what it's about. Uh, you know, a struggling Nick fan basically,
2: and the pain, you know, you
1: Yeah, so, so Rose, if you haven't checked it out, check it out, man. A- yeah, on Amazon Prime. On well, Orange in the blue. Will. That's Nicky ads documentary, and I know he's probably somewhere down right now on his Knickerbockers, man. But, you know, that's because Randall and Karen showed up And that's the story for another Well, as You guys already know Alright, guys, uh, we'll be at uh, next Wednesday yeah, we'll Check it out And then we'll be on the Twitter spaces on Therapy and Sports So, I'm great, so ladies and gentlemen Blee-boo A finger to the wrist it we go for the nick. It's like dick A
2: finger to the wrist it we go for the nick. It's like dick A finger to the wrist it we go for the nick. It's like Can you dig it? Yeah. Can you dig it? Yeah. Blee you <ilantro servicios> blee
1: blue, blee 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 blue, bleep blue. Bleep blue, bleep blue.